0: Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to ariselife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You know, oftentimes when we're struggling in a given area, we're fixated on that one area, right? And uh, anybody ever been to the doctor about a specific problem, they go, actually, that's coming from over here. Right? You're like, you're like, oh, my knee hurts. Well, have you considered losing weight? And you're like, yeah, no. I just want you to fix my knee. <laughs> Only me? Okay. Wow. Uh, right? You, do you know what I'm talking about? And there's this thing that a lot of times we fixate on the problem and God wants to bring redemption to every part of our lives. Right? You know, they were, they were wrestling with business, asking the Lord for a solution. God said, forget about just a solution for your business. I got a solution for your family. We think so small, and He is after all of us to experience His goodness and His love. Ooh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus! Well, listen. If you have, uh, if if you've been here, then you know we've been going through the Book of Colossians together. But if you haven't, uh, what we always talk about, we're going to only do look at four verses today. But. As we always know, the only way you're gonna understand those four verses is if, if you understand what came before. So if you've never been here and you're not you don't know where we're at, guess guess what? It's gonna be like a Pokemon episode. Uh, we find our heroes. Fine last week. You know, what what has we've been doing is this book of Colossians is written by Paul to uh a church at a place called Colossae in what is today Turkey. It was a people who had never met him, but they had met Jesus. And they had been fundamentally radically transformed by experiencing miracles and healings, but more than that, transformed lives. But what had happened is they had been lured away from the simplicity of Christ into deep things. Who here has ever been lured away from the simplicity of Jesus for deep things, deep wisdom? Anybody had that? You're like doing so well with Jesus. Like, Jesus just healed me. Oh, don't worry. That's not how it works. All right. Jesus just set me free. He, 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 he took care of, he paid off my car. Yes, well, don't worry. Right. Anybody had some people prophesy over you? Don't worry. It gets worse later once you're once you've been saved as long as me you'll be as depressed as me right but in fact what does it say peter says when people ask you what the hope what is this hope that you have the reason for the hope that you have right have an answer well how can you give them an answer if you ain't got no hope right what does hope mean you expect good and better You expect that the promises of God are yes and amen. You expect that he is for us and not against us. That nothing will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And so let's just back up the train just a bit for context. We're going to race through the first 10 verses in chapter 3 because that's where we've been. If you can open up your Bibles, it's always a good thing. Because another thing when we have a pain in our lives, we fixate on on it and we build our lives around that, that pain. Anybody here had a physical problem and you built your whole life around that physical problem? Like I struggled with my knees and literally I would have to think if there was something upstairs, whether I really wanted it or not. Anybody know what I'm talking about, right? You like start making your life decisions around your pain. But when we live a life fixated on the problems, we will fail to recognize God's solutions. Like we just heard this testimony. Because we'll be looking over here, we'll be living focused on the problem. And that denies he who is the solution, the ability to speak a better word into our lives. And so we start with the answer, verse 1 of chapter 3. Therefore, if you've been raised up with Christ, Christ died on the cross that we, who could not live life on our own, could live in him. Die to our own efforts to take care of ourselves, to do it, and allow his power on the inside to live through us, to do what we could never do. Keep seeking the things that are above. See, we, are, we have been placed in Christ. And in Christ, we have all things. We have his perspective. Anybody had a friend who was going through something and you had a really simple solution for them and you tried to share that simple solution with them? And what happened? They didn't <laughs> you know that friend. That's all, yeah, they didn't listen. Why? Any, because they're so focused on the problem, they can't see another perspective. If we are to get a breakthrough in the areas where we're looking, we have to get his perspective. We have to start with how he sees things. But for us to begin to see things how he sees them, we have to lay down how we see them. Amen. If it ain't working for you, why are you still working it? Amen. Why don't you lay it down and get a new thought? Amen. You tracking with me? Anybody here dig- digging in the same hole you've been digging in for years? You're not going to strike oil. And you ain't getting to China either. You're just getting deeper. And so, in this thing, he says, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And then set your mind on those things that you see, his perspective of your problems. Uh, I, we've talked about this a thousand times. You ever tried to get God stressed out? Ever tried to get God freaked out? Like, oh my gosh, we're all going to die? And God's like, I'm not worried. Well, of course you're not worried. You're seated in heaven. But we down here. God's like, I have resource. I have options. I have things you don't know. Would you like my options? Would you like my perspective? Would you like me to invade your situation? Tag me in. It's like I always say, I, I always feel like the midget with Andre the Giant in my corner. He's like, and Andre's like, tag me. <laughs> I will take it out. All right. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When we have given up and say, God, I can't, Jesus, I can't, but you can. What that does is it, there's a great exchange that happens and his life comes in and, and lives through us in a way ne- we never could. When Christ who is our life is revealed, then we are also in that way, we are also revealed with him in glory. All of us are made to look. It says we're made in the image of Jesus, in the image of God. We're meant to look like him and we're meant to walk with his power on the earth, but we can't do that in and of ourselves, can we? It has to be him living through us. And so when we do it on our own, what happens? A great example. Anybody here fallen in love and fallen out of love? You know, the line is, if you fall into love, you can fall out of it. Anybody thought, I will always always love you forever and ever and ever. You are my best. I love you. Everything I love about you. You just, oh, that little thing you do, I love it. Wait three years. What is the thing you hate more than anything? (laughs) Why do you always do that? You said you loved it. Quit it. (laughs) See, there's a reason why God is, his name is love. It said God is love. Why? Because you and I can't do it on our own. You and I are incapable of love for the long haul apart from him. I mean, we're, on, we're capable of infatuation. Who are my people? You're like, that's my superpower. <laughs> I have a new best friend every three days, right? But the reality is love only starts when the feelings stop. True? Because that's the point when you choose whether you're going to love or whether you're just motivated. Like we said, we choose it over feelings. Come on. And so what is that? He said, we are meant to look like him. That's what glory is. But when we don't, we fall short. That's all sin is. Sin is living out of me, which is always running down, not enough. Verse five, therefore consider, because of these things, because you're empowered by God to let his life flow through you, therefore consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed. All of these, which amount to idolatry. In other words, anybody here been um, dominated, controlled, and manipulated by your own desires? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Anybody here, like you, felt utterly unable to say no to yourself? You know, you're like, I do not need that donut. I don't. I do not need that donut. But that donut needs me. And I just feel like I have a call to serve this donut. Our desires, we are not our desires. This is really important. I feel like our entire generation has been sold the bill of goods that we are our desires. Anybody here had some really messed up desires? Today? Like on the way here, somebody cut you off and you're like, I'm trying to go to church. You may die now. (laughs) I'm gonna send you to Jesus, right? No, we have evil desires, but they are not us, why? Because we have an enemy who's always like, would you like to choose something from the menu? You know you want it, you know you want it. He said, consider these things as dead, why? Because dead things have no power. I was a younger brother, I still am, contrary to my desires. And my brother and I were like Wiley e. Coyote and Sheepdog. Every day after school, we clocked in and the fight began. But I was a younger brother. So how do you think that ended? <laughs> Are you prophetic? <laughs> yes, I lost every single day. And this is how my brother would do it. He'd go, hey, what you doing? Shut, Shut up. up. You know, he'd start nagging at me. And he knew that if I would just, I would flip out eventually and, and try to hit him. At which point, I'm just defending myself. (laughs) My parents kept saying, if you ignore him, he will stop. I was like, you don't understand. Ah!" Anybody? Come on. You know who you are. You know who you are. So, but guess what? I turned 12 and some light bulb came on. And I was like, I'm done with this. And my brother would go, and I'd be like. Guess what? I quit, I quit getting my butt kicked. Because I considered him as dead. <laughs> <laughs> you are dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> Consider the members of your earthly, these desires. Listen, you and I have God-given desires. Ungodly desires are when the godly desire, the devil has tricked us and told us that the godly desire we have will only be met in a way that is destructive. You have a need for connection. You have a need for intimacy. You have a need to be known. You have a need for security. You have a need for love. God desires to allow those things to be fulfilled but who here you have given up hope of those things being met so you decided to help god out how did that turn out what for you so, for it is because of these things that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience. We talked about this. Wrath is simply the, it's like if the wrath of gravity is if I walk out, jump out of a 15-story building, the wrath of gravity is what happens to me when I hit the ground. God created a world of cause and effect, and our choices have results. Anybody here found that to be true? Anybody here rolled the dice a few times? Found out what the consequences are. But the evidence of God's goodness and grace is that we have not received what we've chosen. Okay, come on. Who are my people? I bet we could play a little game. Like, you know, stand up. Uh, for, you know, keep everybody standing because everybody's done this. If you've broken a law. Keep standing if, it, if the potential repercussions would have been one year in jail. <laughs> How about two years? Like, I mean, we've got some people here. You've got 200 years sold. Like, you're like, I got 200 years, right? No, no. And the funny thing is, it wouldn't be who you think. It'd be that cute little old lady. You'd be like, what have you, no, you know, if you've ever seen like Miss Marple, you always know it's it's that. That's how it is. But here's the deal. Here is the deal. Every single one of us have rolled the dice for consequences, and it didn't happen. Okay, come on. Here's the deal. You're coming up to a light. You are gunning. You're already doing 10 to 50 over the limit you would do that. And you're coming up to the light and it goes yellow. And it's like 100 yards away. In for a penny, in for a pound, baby. Who here here has done this? You are driving along and you decided to look at your cell phone. I know it's illegal, but I'm, I'm 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 a trained expert. And you looked up right before you hit somebody. That is the grace of God. You and I choose an action, and then when it happens, God is judging me. God's like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, you want to see the record? <laughs> like the 4,000 times you didn't get what you asked for? That is the grace of God that keeps us from receiving the very things we've chosen. But eventually, if we will not listen, God will allow us to have what we have chosen. And that's actually the goodness of God trying to get us to wake up. Anybody here has somebody who's going down a really bad road? And it gets to the point where you just pray they bottom out and survive. Amen. Are you better than God? No. He said, "In in those things you once walked. In other words, they're like, that's right. We aren't like that anymore. Anybody been around church people and been very depressed? Because they're like so self-righteous, you want to puke, but you can smell how dead they are? That's what he's talking about oh i know that person no nudging you know the rules all right but now he said you once were walked in those when you were living in obedience and again you can see the people are like that's right we are so pure and he said so then now also put the, so what were those things what were those things so those things were let's see what they are uh the actions were what were they oh uh, immorality that's like sex used in a wrong way anybody's tried that All right, Uh, impurity, all right, passion. Again, passion, it's not so much passion is bad, but anybody, you let passion drive your truck off a cliff? Yeah, that. All right, passion, uh, what was it? Evil desires, desires. you guys are good. Evil desires. Will somebody read it for me? Okay, greed, okay, greed. And idolatry idolatry is simply asking something else, to be my God, to to meet all my needs. Anybody been in a relationship where it's like, we have a really great relationship because she like meets all my needs and I meet all her needs. But I'm having a bad Tuesday. So uh, yeah, I'm not gonna be meeting your needs today. Anybody had a bad Wednesday after a bad Tuesday when she also says she's not meeting your needs and now neither of you is meeting each other's needs? <laughs> That's idolatry. You know your idol when it quits putting out. Okay, I do not say these things on purpose. You draw them out of me. I don't know where you all are. I'm just worried about you all. You were really seriously, you guys need to visit this. Okay? Now we talked about this, this whole thing that there when he says The things that are above where Christ is seated with God in heavenly places, is any of this stuff there? No. No. In in this place with Jesus, there's joy, peace, love, and hope, right? But these are not joy, peace, love, and hope, are they? Okay, let's keep going. He said, so if you've been delivered from these, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If I've been delivered from those, then while you're at it, why don't you put aside anger? Malice? Malice? But I didn't act on it. A malice, slander. Can we just pray for them? <laughs> slander. An abusive speech from your mouth. Yeah, but 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 they said this on Facebook. Gosh, now we're getting into dangerous territory. <sighs> what is he saying? See, these, these are, I would say, are external things. These are a little more internal, aren't they? Jesus put it this way. He said, you're proud of yourself that you didn't kill somebody. He said, but I say, if you've thought it in your mind, you did it. Same thing with sex, same thing. So he's saying, if you've done this, then also put this aside. Now, put aside. Now, who here... Okay, that's well, everybody did this. I'll just say this. You don't have to raise your hand. All of us, hopefully, changed our clothes yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not wearing the same thing, some guys are going. <laughs> uh, let's, so, if you put aside simply means take off the clothes. How hard is it to take off a shirt? Not hard, right? Because it's not part of you, it's not part of you. It's not who you are. Well, who am I? Who he says you are. See, on your own, yeah, that's your, that's your portion. And you end up hoping, if this is, this is the inside and this is the outside, what we try to do is try to keep, eventually we, we can't manage this, so we just try to keep it from coming out here. And then we can't even do that. So then we start voting people off our island when they find out about this. But he says, put it off. It's not you. This is not who you are. Well, then who am I? But put on the new self. This is you. Who God says you are. Who he says you are. If I can read Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I skipped a verse. Do not lie to one another. It's for their good. Uh, don't lie to one another. If I can read. Oh, I'm jumping around. And since you... So don't, don't lie. All right. So put... Uh, and put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge. The more time we spend with God, the more time we spend with his people, the more we begin to understand who we are, that becomes our default. Of how we operate, and, and we will recognize when these show up, even though they feel true, we'll recognize they're a lie, and we can just lay them down. Jesus, what do you say? I I you know blah 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 you know some some kind of stuff rises up in your brain, you and you're like oh oh God, what do you say? I need to slander because I feel really scared. I need to attack somebody because they scare me. Ah, uh, what do you say? Your life is hidden with me and God. You're okay. You don't need to do that. I, I'm I'm lonely. I really just need somebody. Draw near to me. I will fill you up. And then I'll get you relationships that aren't that sucking sound you hear. He said, renewed according to the image of the one who created you. God, see, if if I'm going to work on my car, I need to get the manual or get the, from the company that made it, because they know what it needs. He's the one who made you. He's the one who can tell you who you are, what you're made for. Anybody here looking for your purpose and destiny in life? He's the only one who can really tell you. Now, anybody gone around to 23 people, what is my purpose? And they're like, be like me. What is my purpose? Be like me. Anybody gotten confused? Tried on a thousand hats? All right, so here's where we get going. A renewal, so the result of this is a renewal in which there's no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, and uh, barbarian, Scythian, any Scythians here? Um, and slave and freeman, but Christ is all in all. This is so important. The lie of the enemy is you must be changed externally to be changed internally. You, I can't say yes because of these conditions in my life. I can't be, I cannot have love towards you because you're not loving towards me. I can't do these things because of external things. He said, Nuh-uh. doesn't matter your condition, doesn't matter your place. This is for all of us that Christ died and his life is for us to fill us, to change us. So what does this look like in life? So that verse 12, as those who have been chosen of God, chosen by God, You know what the best news is? You, Jesus said this. You didn't choose me. I chose you. He chose you from the foundation of the world. How do I know that? Because you're here, physically alive. He is the author of life. He looked at all the world and he said, there is something missing. I know it. I know it. I need me some Jim. I need some Paul. I need some Barbara. I need, I need, I need some Randall. I need, he said, I, this world needs you. And he looked and he chose you from the foundation of the world for such a time as this. He chose you. Why is that? It's so encouraging. Anybody here, your chooser is a little weak sometimes. Your, you being in Christ is not based upon your ability to choose him. It's based on his ability. The fact that he chooses you. Whew, that's good news for somebody. Somebody. So that those who've been chosen of God, holy and beloved. Holy means you're up on this side of the line in heavenly places. Holy and beloved. But I haven't done anything yet. Am I beloved if these things are in my heart? Yes. Because when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. For God so loved the world, not the world that was clean and and nice, but for this, what about if I'm over here? Am I still beloved? (gasps) What? What? See, because I am chosen of him, seated in a heavenly place, my life is hidden with Christ in God, I am beloved. Because of that, I can do what? Put on a heart. Now remember, what did we do? We took off, what did we take off? We took off the shirt of these things, laid them aside. But they feel so real. <laughs> <laughs> There's, still There's still a shirt. Anybody, anybody, uh, we had some guys go on a big camping trip. You know how your shirt feels after two or three days? Men are nodding. Yes, yeah, (laughs) I've done that. You know, it feels like a part of you in not a good way. And it may actually already be somehow commingled with you. But the reality is when you take it off and you allow yourself to be washed with the water of what he says, guess what? Easy peasy. You recognize that's not who you are. You can begin to do what? Put on, what are we putting on? compassion let me just say this you know what compassion is when i love you for you not for me Amen. see love where i love you for me that's not love that's something else love is compassion i see you and i love you not so i can do a humble brag or i can put it oh, post it on instagram but because compassion put on compassion what else should i put on Amen. kindness kindness, humility, Gentleman. gentleness, gentleness. Are you reading ahead? Yeah, exactly. Are you like prophetic? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so wait, well, let's just stop right there. Okay, do you notice something here? Every single one of these you are giving to someone with no expectation of return. Amen. You know, humility is, I don't need you to think good of me is a better way to put it, because I know what he thinks of me. I don't need you to feel to like me to be okay. Gentleness is I'm going to limit my power so you get to show up. Anybody here been in an unequal relationship? Gentleness is me limiting, maybe my voice, maybe my power. Like I always say this, when I wrestle with, with uh, our daughter, I limit my power. How do you know she's still alive? <laughs> Come on, let's go even. Come on, I'll take you, right? Um, gentleness, patience. What is patience? Patience is when, I, when some, you are doing something or something that is contrary to who he says you are, I have patience. I am waiting with eager expectations that you will be who he says you are. Anybody in process? <laughs> Anybody need other people to have patience for you? right? It does not demand you be a certain way. It expects, as in 1 Corinthians 13, love always hopes. Always hopes. So going on. So if that's the case, that's that's this part right here. This is the put on. This is the put off. This is the put on. What does that result in? Bearing with one another. That doesn't mean go hibernate bearing with one another what does that mean what do you okay let's just get real what does bearing with somebody look like feeling their pain, feeling their pain. come on letting them, letting them choose what does that mean letting them choose well meeting them where they're at okay come on Let them the letting them choose the next step right not manipulating them for their own good but it's for their good <laughs> uh, bearing what else maintaining low expectations. Now, that may sound funny, but Masha always says this great line, expect nothing, appreciate everything. Amen. Yeah. How can I do that? I'm like starving over here for love and affection. <laughs> <What a Jesus. laughs> See, we, no, seriously, have you, ever, have you ever, listen, if you are starving, you will not deny yourself. You can't. I mean, have you ever seen, it's a terrifying thing, but I remember when there was a huge famine in Ethiopia and they would have a truck with bread on it. Everybody went crazy. They would climb over each other. They would step on each other. Why? Because my hunger, I I have to eat or I'll die. This is the thing. When you and I are starving, these things at best are going to be fake. But, Bearing with one another, I can only do that if I have another source of life. If I have another source of good, of love and hope that I'm drawing on because I don't have... The lie is, uh, we can, I can only be okay if you're okay. So suck it up, little camper. You're going to be okay. Anybody, anybody here been in pain and people told you you had no right to be in pain? Anybody here been broken, been falling apart and it finally came to the surface? And people told you to put it back under under cover? Anybody here, you finally admitted that you were falling apart at the seams and people said, put it away. We don't have time for that. Keep up appearances. Bearing with one another. What else? Come on. Come on. Bearing with one another. Who here? You have been waiting on, okay, let's just put it this way. You've been waiting for a spouse and your best friend who wasn't even looking ended up engaged and married like after the service. No, seriously. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay. Who here? You're like, you're like desperately in desperate financial need. And the person who doesn't even need money wins the lottery. And you're like, We had friends. We had friends. This is no lie. They were in horrible financial straits. Husband took a job in Dubai. He was walking into a mall and just filled out a random thing, you know, that you do wherever. Won a million dollars. They weren't in one million dollars of financial straits. Uh. I mean, we'd been praying for him. Isn't there a tip or something? (laughs) (laughs) Your ability to celebrate other people when you don't get it. That's bearing with one another. Good call. Uh, And that's only possible if I've got another source. All right. How did I get into Thessalonians? Anybody? For those of you who've been here with us for a while, this is a common problem. All right. It's a big book. There's something good in there. All right. Bearing with one another, then doing what? Forgiving one another. Now, There is a, if I'm going to forgive you, what do you need to do for me first? Huh? You have to do something wrong for me. Anybody help me out? I have the, I have the ministry of encouraging forgiveness. (laughs) Anybody have some forgiveness encouragers in your life? They're providing you plenty of opportunity to grow in this area. See, the one of the most painful things, uh, we learn something about forgiveness. Forgiveness is utterly supernatural because you and I cannot let it go. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like you're like, I let it go. I let it go. Right? Anybody? I'm like, I forgave them already. Forgiveness is only comes from God. God is the only one who can empower forgiveness because we're utterly incapable of it. Because what it requires is this. Lord, I forgive them. And I expect nothing in return. I don't even demand that they come to me, admit they did it wrong. Oh yeah, no, that's going too far. <laughs> I still am fantasizing about that groveling moment, right, where they recognize they're a waste of humanity, right? No, forgiveness is not forgiveness until it's complete and total. <gasps> But I can only do that if my life is hidden with Christ in God, if he is my source. I can only do that if I have another source because otherwise I'm going to still be expecting you to give me back whatever you stole. Forgiveness. Man, and I'm just going to say this a word. There's some of you all have been stuck in cycles expecting things to be different with people and they're not and they never have been and they never will because you're still holding on to them changing for you to be okay. Forgiveness starts with, I forgive you, I release you. Come on. Just right now, if that's you, you just can say in your heart, Father, I can't, but I trust you to forgive I forgive them. I release them. I, all my manipulation and encouragement has, can't help them come to their senses, can't help them change. I release them. I give them to you. I expect nothing in return. And here's the big breakthrough point. I bless them. Amen. Ask God what he wants them to be blessed with. <laughs> Usually it's the exact thing. You know, a, a great example, um, you know, we heard um, in uh, Brian and Stephanie's uh, uh, Brian's message last week where he talked about the guy who had been stolen from. What did he do? He turned around and said, how can I bless you? Blessing is so violent because it recognizes I have a different source. Here we end. Forgive and who, uh, giving each other whoever has a complaint against anyone. Okay, what does whoever mean? Everybody, Everybody, I, I think I'm an asterisk in mind. No. Anybody have like, you, you have like your hit list? You're like, except these 10 people. Yeah, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, no, <laughs> it's all or nothing. Everyone, and what it said, if you have a complaint against anyone, anyone, that seems really all inclusive. <laughs> I wanna tell you this, is every single one of those unforgivenesses like a tether to a hot air balloon. I don't care how much heat is in that balloon. I don't care how much helium is in that balloon. I don't care. As long as it's tethered to the ground, it ain't going nowhere. And until you and I I recognize forgiveness is what keeps us tied down. When we release, part of you goes, but if I release it, what will I have left? You don't have anything anyway. Right? Right? Forgiveness just steals from you. Let it go. Unforgiveness. Oh, yeah, yeah. The great line is, unforgiveness is like drinking poison hoping your enemy will die they're doing fine (laughs) it's not hurting them all right here we end and so because it's just as the lord forgave you if you and i are to walk in that newness of life and live from god live out of his life see see the cross was not simply to deal with sin. That was a byproduct. point of the cross was to reconnect us with God out of which we live. And sin is the falling short that automatically happens when we're disconnected. <sighs> Beyond all these things, and this is where we end, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Love, love, love. That's up there. love. I almost put love in hell. Sorry about that. Love. Love is not feeling. Today we're going to celebrate a marriage. The reason why marriage is a sacrament. Sacrament means to make something holy. What it really means is to say, I'm utterly unable. That's why forgiveness is a sacrament. That's why communion is a sacrament. I'm I'm receiving his life in space of my own. Marriage is a sacrament. It says, God, I can't. God goes, I never thought you could. I promise you this, in marriage, marriage, I believe, it was God's guaranteed way to make sure we had no delusions that we could make it on our own. Who here thought you could make it on your own until you got married? Well, married I- <laughs> People are like, I would say yes, but I'm sitting next to them. <laughs> I love you, honey. <laughs> no, but it's the same thing with friendship. Who here? Who here? As long as you don't get close to people, you're okay. (laughs) It's the same thing in any relationship. Love is only love when it gives you nothing in return. When it goes completely counter to what's happening on the plate. All of these things are simply subsets of love. And he says it's as easy as putting it on. So here's the other thing. How can I put them on? Because they are not me. They are him. They are not me. They are not feelings. They are God. I can't. And he fills up what is lacking. If we could have the worship team come up. Hopefully I didn't destroy anything. Not today. All right, there we go. If you are at this point, and, and by the way, I think all of us should be at this point, that some part of our life got triggered today. Yes. Two of us, three of us, blink twice. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Those are my people. All right, the rest of you are out. No, um, if there's an area of your life, because see, the thing about it is, is the, go- the gospel by nature highlights our bankruptcy where it's not working in order to offer us an exchange. His life for ours. And simply this, if there is an area of bankruptcy in our life, it's simply an area where we have not yet put on Christ in all that he has. If we could stand. Father, I just ask right now that you would speak hope over us in the areas where we feel utterly incapable utterly unable unable to forgive unable to bless unable to get free from sinful behaviors from falling short from the the things that have grabbed hold of our heart Lord we say we can't but you say consider these things as dead you say put them off and to put you on and we don't even know how to do that but in the same way as the prodigal son came and the father said put the robe on him Even the putting on is not our own. It is his. And so we just put out our arms and say, clothe us in your righteousness.